Welcome to another episode of Picketed Podcast. Joining me, as always, is Dr. Catford. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's it's summery today for the first time. It is quite, isn't it? It's it's so bright you can't see drivers in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna start I think with this we're now gonna have to explain yeah yeah i picked uh dr cat ford up from um uh, from the gym and i told her i was in the car park and uh what did this esteemed academic do i tried to get in the wrong car yeah i walked all the way up to the car and was actually pulling on the door handle <laughs> thinking yeah. why won't this fucking open yeah. And then looked in to see a really confused man. Yeah, there was a really confused man in. You just, to be fair, to your credit, you just burst out laughing <laughs> like a psychopath. <laughs> like, like, like from his perspective, imagine what he thought because because he doesn't know at this point that you've got the wrong car. So all he's seen is you come out, try and break into a car, see that a man was in, and just go. <laughs> <laughs> he, must, he must have been like, wow, she she really does just want to watch the world burn, doesn't she? She's, holy shit. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't even think about that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I assumed it must be obvious. Because, no, like, I, like... We've yeah. not given him any context. No. All we've done... Well, he then saw me run away and, like, try and phone someone and, like, start what, like... <laughs> could, you could be ringing your boss. <laughs> yeah. Don't be no, mad. No. Don't be mad, boss. I couldn't carjack it. There was a guy already in. See, the thing is, it it wasn't even. It's not even like it was the same car. No, like no, it was. It was just the same color. Well, it wasn't even the same was color. It it was, no, it was a dark grey, and mine's black. Oh, f- that's the same. Well, I mean, it wasn't the same make or model. The and sun was right in my eyes. Like, it wasn't the same make or model, the but I never pay attention to that. The person sat in the car looked nothing like me. It, it was really sunny. Of, <laughs> I couldn't see. Of all of the external... He, he was, he, I think he was bald. I don't know. Really? That's what you're that. going for? Yeah. 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 And, um, it, and it was also a he, like, presumably. Very, very masculine presenting. So, <laughs> Very masculine presenting. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, well, I mean, that should have been the giveaway that it wasn't you. Oh, <laughs> slam. Um, yeah, I mean, I would think that um, if that was any other experiment and you'd ignored that much external data mm. being presented to you, you'd be slammed. In, in the academic research community. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, well, I wasn't in research mode. No. I was in get in the car mode. <laughs> so I saw a car and tried to get in this it. This is what I say about <laughs> academics, man. The bra- they're not that much smarter than you oh, or I. On. What they are great at is taking a large portion of their brain and focusing it on one specific certain thing and the rest of the world goes to shit for them. So they're like, they've researched how Guatemalan people grow mungo beans slightly differently and that makes for a 5% better yield. They've researched every little bit of mungo bean harvests in Central America since 1847 and put everything out in a graph. And then you ask them to make a cup of tea and they just pour water all over themselves and they're like, I, 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 I'm done, I'm done in. What the fuck's a mungo bean? No idea. There are there are mung beans. Oh really? And there's a musician called Mungo Jerry. 
Yep. <laughs> this is a new type of bit. You, you should have read the research. <laughs> it's just, brand new it's just uh, new research. M- musical beans. New, yeah. <laughs> beans. Beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> these are these are like mung beans, but they've got rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's cool. the test to see if you've got a mung bean or a mungo bean. <laughs> <laughs> you hold it up. You know, like how with, with seashells, you can hear the sea. Yeah. You hold it up and you can hear... <laughs> and you go, ah, that's a mungo bean. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you listen to the other one, it just goes, like with no rhythm at all, you go, oh, that's just mung bean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, take your word for it. I love how you're not coming with me on this flight no. of fancy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you've gone, look, I've done all my silliness for a morning. Yeah, <laughs> Serious I'm, I'm, I'm good for an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got an hour. We got an hour of seriousness. <laughs> and then that is it. I, I'm also in a bit of a fucking mental mood because I drove back from Glasgow last night. And Glasgow is really very far away. It's just, it's just far. And the thing is as well, is it's not a nice drive. So for me, like, and again, I, 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 I don't mind moaning here. I travel literally all over the country. I probably do about 30,000 miles a year, something like that, unless um, I compare the market or listening, in which case I do 8,000 miles a year mm-hmm. because I've just figured that there's no way of them ever finding out. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck them. Um, so, yeah, I was driving back from Glasgow and it's the worst drive because a good drive is like, it'll break things up. Like, mm. like, like I'm driving to Nottingham tonight. It's not a bad drive because you do an hour down to Stoke, you get off at Stoke, you kind of go around the side of Stoke, you go on the A50, uh, and then that's like an hour, and then you get off, and then you're half an hour around, you know, Derby, Nottingham way. Mm. That's a nice little hour that way, hour that way, 30 minutes around here, jobs are good. And, yeah. But the thing that's bad about the drive for um, Glasgow is that you get on the motorway and it goes, turn left in a 177 miles. And you go, oh God. And you just get on the boat and you just do that for 177 miles. You just sat there like, yeah, and it's just, it's killer. It's absolutely killer. That's such a shit because it's one of my favorite journeys on the train. Yeah, like, driving's dreadful. Yeah. And also as well, great city. Really, yeah. really, really nice city. Uh, however, fucking pain in the arse of a drive. Uh, however, it's still not as far away as uh, Rwanda, which is apparently where... Um, oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that it's bollocks designed to stop people talking about Partygate. I'm convinced. I, it, I, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, I wouldn't put it past this fucking government to do something yeah, that yeah. fucked up. Oh, you got to go I Rwanda. think it, it really underlines what a lot of people have been saying, where they've been, like, saying, like, we're, we're so upset about Ukrainian refugees. Like, yeah. this is clearly racist, and everyone's going, oh, no, it's just that they're, ne- they're nearby. So, like, that might... Uh, yeah, I mean, I like, don't think... I don't That think... might be why the, the war itself has, like, really captured our attention yeah but the difference in how we're talking about refugees from ukraine versus literally anywhere else is yeah like it's like no fucking way like that that's 100 percent racism well like, the thing is is i don't think it's I, I i don't think it's bad or uh like un sort of um what's the word i don't i don't think it's it's 
totally out the blue to think that we care more about things that are closer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that, that can't... So the fact that... And, and I know this sounds mad, but, like, Euros were in Ukraine in, like, 2016 or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? We all... Your average... On the sort of bloke yeah. on the street... Oh, I remember when we fucking... Got the Euros fucking... Yeah, fucking... Spain one, I think, really. You know what I mean? Like, like... They all know. You don't have many friends, do you? No. <laughs> what? What? Um, like everyone knows where Ukraine is, and mm. it's just over there. It, it feels like it's just over there. Yeah. Whereas sure. where, where the fuck is Yemen? I don't even know. I think like so. Yeah, that makes sense for like being interested in the actual war. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It get news traction, but for like sort of seeing refugees as humans. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, what's well, I mean, what's the difference here? I think, think we've probably like, got more of a. Um, I mean, in my particular opinion, I think we've probably got more of a responsibility to uh, refugees from like Afghanistan and stuff because that's sort of our fault in it. Just a bit. A sort, sort of, of had a hand a in sort that. Sort of kind of like what we did wrong. Yeah. Right? Whereas like, at you, least you want to move into my house. Look, just because I bombed your house doesn't mean. <laughs> You get to move into my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I'm sorry about setting your house on fire, <laughs> but I thought you had things that might set my house on fire. <laughs> so I set yours on fire first. What bit about that do you not understand? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it is a racism. Th- I, I think it's too quick and easy to... Because I think as well, the majority of people would be unhappy that they're sending refugees to fucking wherever. Do you know, like Rwanda's insane. It's ridiculous. It's not even like they're going, oh, we're sending you to Plymouth or something like that. And it's like, oh, four hour train. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, where the fuck even is Rwanda? It's like near Congo or some shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It feels like it's like, um, do you ever watch that program on BBC One, Race Around the World? Nope. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So what they do is, you have like four different groups of two, right? And you give them a set budget, which is the budget, the average cost of a flight from point A to point B. Okay, got So you. let's say they're racing from fucking Mexico City to wherever the fuck is at the bottom of Argentina, right? Uh, and, and you know, a flight there is $2,500 or whatever. That's how much they have to travel across the country. Um and it's a race. Whoever gets their first wins a hundred grand. Now you can also you can take jobs along the way, so mm-hmm. you can like try and earn money to try and. So there's like little tactics at play and stuff, and it's fucking class. It's mm-hmm. so great because you always get the one, uh, the one group that are like, oh, well, well, I think we should probably just travel first class train. Oh shit, we're out of money and we're not even a tenth of the way there. That is problematic. Mm-hmm. And then you always get the group that are like, well, I think I, I think I will teach this donkey how to be ridden and we will get there for free, good sir. And then they're like fucking 50,000 miles behind everybody yeah. else. It's a great show. Okay. And this relates back to refugees. I don't know why. Oh no, because it feels like it's a, it feels like it's some sort of weird fucking challenge. Do you know mm. what I mean? It feels like Taking the, oh, you mean the decision to, yeah. to send refugees yeah. to Rwanda yeah. sounds like a weird challenge. Yeah. It, right. it, it, okay. feels like, yeah. it feels like they're getting there and we're going, oh, you want to come in, do you? 
Well, well, meet me in the capital of Rwanda at Thursday at noon. Yeah. Go. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how the fuck are they expected to get all the way there? Yeah. I want to circle back a little bit to um, you saying, like, it's, it's not racism. It's just that, like, we're... We have more affinity with people from like sure. the same continent and stuff. I think that kind of taps into a little bit about why it's really, really difficult to have good, like, constructive conversations about racism. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, this might be something we'll perhaps try and do a full show on if we get somebody who actually knows what they're fucking talking about yeah. to, to come join Two us. Two white folks, right? Experts um, on racism, yeah. right? Um. But, like, I think, certainly for me, until relatively recently, I had this idea in my head that, oh, racism is actively hating somebody else. Yeah, racism yeah. is shouting slurs. Racism is sitting around thinking, fuck that person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I think of racism, I think of EDL, like, skinheads, like, that kind of, like, outwardly aggressive, they're doing it on purpose kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. that's not it. Like, that is racism, but racism is also all these fucking okay. other things as well. And so it's really difficult. Like, I think people get quite defensive when they hear like, oh, by the way, that was kind of racist. Because what they're hearing is, you EDL scumfuck. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, what yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. mean is like, oh, hey, by the way, this hurts people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's that difference between like, do you know what? Um, just to let you know, you've kind of just done a bad thing versus you're a fucking bad person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I think that's... It's really important to understand that before you can have any of those conversations, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, like, so... Yeah, do I think people aren't upset about refugees from other countries because they sit around going, fuck them? Yeah. No. But, though, like, that difference in empathy mm-hmm. is is racism. That's part of what what racism is and why it persists. Sure, like, but it's, it's... It's not an active meanness. It's a passive meanness. But it's it's colour-based, no? Yeah. So, I mean, my thing would be that if... Well, colour and culture. Sure, based. but I mean, I mean, so if there was some, um, uh, say, for example, uh, Muslim Ukrainians, mm. I, don't, I don't think the average person would have any more or less of a problem than um, white Ukrainians. Or, or maybe I'm being think... naive there... Um, I suspect you are. I think, like, so partly because, like, we know from reports of, like, when people have been trying to cross cross the border out of U- Ukraine, people are getting treated differently based on whether they're white or not. Oh, okay. Um, like, yeah, like, foreign, sh- like, uh, international students who have tried to cross have been told, no, it's, it's uh, our women and children first. Like, you fucking stay there. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh no, there's been some really fucked Jesus. up shit happening. Like, it's like it's one of those things where you're looking at the situation and going, like, how could this fucking possibly be worse? And it's like, oh, hello, racism. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you can always turn up and yeah. make things fucking worse. Come on in, we've like, saved you a seat. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Yeesh. like, even stuff like the news reports, people... Like I've been saying things like it's it's so unusual to see this. Like these are like blonde-haired white refugees. We haven't seen this in such a long time. It's like whoa, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, I th- I wonder whether part of your naivety is like 
you don't sit around watching the news like someone no, else no, 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 spend no. that much time on Twitter because like, you're on the road so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there is no way you can argue that there's there's I mean, no racism involved. I can, only really, I can only really speak for myself and I think I'm quite open about how I analyse things. Mm. And when I look at it in terms of like people going, oh, well, well, why do we care about Ukraine so much and we don't care about Yemen? It's like... Because I don't know where that second place is. Mm. Like, if you ask me to name things that come from Ukraine or people that come from Ukraine, I can name, like, three boxers and, like, four Premier League football players. Mm. If you ask me to name people that come from Yemen, I'm like, I don't know. And I genuinely think that that plays a massive part in it. Mm. Like, I, like, I honestly think it plays a huge part in it if you go, oh, holy shit. Fucking Klitschko's are from Ukraine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that, that's part of why, you know, one death is a tragedy, a million deaths are, are a statistic as well, because you go, oh, shit, it's that person. Oh, I've never heard like, that before. Yeah. That's like, pretty... Because it's just, you go... Oh, that's pretty profound, actually. I like that. <laughs> one death is a tragedy, a million deaths... A million deaths in my comedy career. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm yeah. fucking quality. That was just a joke. But anyway, um, it's quite fun that we've started this episode off with like a 17 minute digression on random shit. Yes. Uh, when we were, we what we agreed many... last night yeah. was we're going to talk about ADHD. Yeah. And if there's one thing people with ADHD do, <laughs> it's get, you know, sidetracked and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. This was all pre-planned. It's a metaphor for how the uh, ADHD brain works. Uh, you're welcome, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we wanted to talk about this uh, because you've recently had a diagnosis. Yeah, literally, like, on Thursday morning. So, like, what fucking... Is what do you even say to somebody who's been dying? Do you say congratulations? I don't know. You say well done? I don't know. Good, like, I've had a few people been like, congratulations, welcome to the Neurodi- Neurodiverse Club. Like... Welcome to the Neurodiverse Club. Yeah. Shoes off at the door, either <laughs> either either very, very neatly and perfectly or just thrown across the room, <laughs> whatever you anything. fucking want. I, I think I said to somebody, like, oh, I take it the meetings are quite sporadic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, what even is the Neurodiverse? Are you just talking about the club of anybody whose brain doesn't work, uh, quote unquote, normally? Is that... Um, because I imagine that you don't have an awful lot in common with, let's say, uh, what's the opposite of ADHD in my head? Um, uh, what is the op- what is the opposite in my head? Right. So I'm looking for uh, MS. Okay, but that's kind of that's there's lots of physio like more bastard. Physiological right. Okay. Things. I need to I need to work harder with this, don't I? It's fine. Well, I don't I don't know what I'd suggest as being the opposite. But do you know what I mean? Like 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 ADHD is its own thing. Mm. Like autism's its own thing. Mm. Asperger's is its own thing. Mm. Uh, like just to lump everything in and be like, "Mama," you know, like there you go. That's all the things. Why mama? And it was in the right it was the right pitch for like for it to be just a killed a rhapsody. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, nor what I understand of yeah. it, because like I've not spent that much time looking into the whole of it, uh-huh. because it, I've had a suspicion for a while that like oh it might be ADHD, and so what was then, your suspicion? Before we jump onto that, okay, because <laughs> there's a couple of points I want to make. Okay, um, 
So uh, when we talk about neuro neurodiversity, I know from what I've seen on Twitter, it tends to take in both ADHD and autism. Okay. Um, there are some overlaps in symptoms. Okay. And there's a lot of people who have ADHD and autism. Also, not something I'm expert on, but Asperger's isn't really used as a term anymore. It's generally referred to as autism spectrum disorder because oh, because okay. it is similar. It's in a, like similar symptoms, but um, Asperger's syndrome has a really kind of the history of that term oh, is, is this, quite closely linked to Nazis. Is this when you're going to tell me that fucking Gudenheim Asperger was like some sort of Nazi doctor or some shit like that? And I've just been great. Basically, great. it's, uh, it's um, it, it, I think it was like the label for people with autism spectrum disorder who were useful. Oh, like, it was okay. like, don't, don't kill the Aspies. So like, I've basically been saying well, you've got Hitler disease, haven't I? No. Like that's what I think the story is. I don't okay. like. I might have got that completely wrong. Yeah. I just know it's something that a lot of people trying to avoid using. Now. Oh, okay. But it's also a lot of people have like identified as Aspergers, or that's what their diagnosis is, and so they are still quite wedded to to that term right. and feel comfortable with it. But okay. it's got this horrible history, and it's like, yeah. It's compl- like everything in life. It's yeah. hella complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you know what? This is what I'm like as a person. I was trying to think about what's the easiest thing to do for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about, guys, I decide and you all go along with it. How about that, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Uh, so, right, okay. So, diagnosed with um, ADHD, mm-hmm. and you said that you had little sort of hints, little... <laughs> Yeah, only sort of like a lot more recently though. Like, I think it's only since starting my PhD that it like got on my radar. I'm gonna say starting my period. <laughs> Weirdly, that's so. No, behave, behave. You're not gonna say that there's a link or something like that. I, uh, it can exacerbate symptoms. Really? Like, so, um, so yeah, like so, children will have like symptoms of it. But then, like, the hormonal, like, changes that happen, like, when you hit puberty. Yeah. And especially, like, if you're, if you menstruate. Yeah. Like, like, you, it increases the symptoms, basically. Really? Yeah, there's, like, and there's cases of women who um, have got ADHD and they've basically got along through, like, they've managed to cope with it most of their life. And then when they hit like like perimenopause, which is like the build up to menopause, the, the, like Nando's menopause, <laughs> peri peri menopause, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 spicy menopause, yeah. got lemon and herb menopause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like when they get into that because of like again, your body goes through this huge like change. Yeah. Um. Then, yeah, like that that throws you off kilter, and suddenly they can't keep it together like they can't mask their symptoms basically oh okay so, so yeah there's a bit of a link so so, so what was your what, things then I'm, I'm not going to interrupt this time i promise what were your things when you were like oh maybe this is adhd um so it was actually it was one of my um one of somebody else who had started PhD, the phd their phd at the same time as me yeah and we were sharing an office and 
I can't remember like how she started looking into it, but she was saying that, oh, I'm having this, that, and the other happen. Yeah. And going like, and their symptoms of ADHD. And I was like, but we're really similar. Oh. Like, and, she's like, and but it's things like being messy and disorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, like to the point. So this is the thing. A lot of the symptoms of ADHD, a lot of people exhibit them some of the time. Okay. It. The difference with ADHD is like, you can't just snap out of it or like sort yourself out. Uh-huh. Um, it starts to impact your life. And it's not just when you're having a bad day, it's all the fucking time. Right, okay. Um, my time management is horrendous. I am late for everything. Okay. Um, like, so I, so I went to the gym this morning, yeah. like before meeting up with you. And I picked up, I'd like, I, I thought, right, I'll f- you're meeting me at half. 12 so i'll stop working out at 12 half an hour that should be enough time to get a wash get get dry get dressed right uh-huh. apparently not no. like <laughs> um like after i'd like had my shower and like dried my hair i was like, i checked my phone to see whether yeah. like, to check what time it was and it was 12 27 and i'm still in a towel i was like fuck <laughs> really <laughs> like yeah Holy shit. like i just like fuck's sake time just doesn't make sense to me oh. i've got like no idea and if somebody asked me oh how long do you think this will take like like how long will it take you to write this piece of work or do this that and the other i'm like oh fucking no right okay. like, what um troubles meeting deadlines as well right like so like in undergrad in my master's in, um I was that person who was still in the library or still at my computer like an hour before deadline going, fuck, 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 fuck. Hey, I got a fun story that's similar to that. Okay. So, uh, you know how everyone says, uh, (laughs) do your dissertation in lots and lots of time? Mm. I decided against that. Uh, And I decided to do majority of my dissertation and i'm talking maybe eight or nine thousand words of a ten thousand word dissertation uh the night before and so what i did was i got myself a two liter bottle of energy drink Mm -hmm. i drank half of it i got myself some pro plus tablets i crushed the pro I crushed the Pro Plus tablets. Didn't snort them, into, did you? No, I didn't oh, snort God. them. Okay, good. I put them into <laughs> I put them into the drink as sort of like a cocktail. But I crushed them into like a fine powder. And I uh, put them into the drink as like some sort of crazy cocktail. And I used that to keep me going throughout the evening. Uh, I did my dissertation, got a 2-1, got 69 on my dissertation. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Um, and then I, I went home and I was incredibly, it's one of those things where your body is incredibly tired, but your brain is like, no, you ain't going to sleep. No, 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 you ain't going to sleep. I know your body's really tired, but you ain't going to sleep. Uh, and then I went, I literally got off the bus because I didn't drive at this point, And I felt my tum-tum when I stood up to get off the bus. I felt it go, and I was like, oh, dear, that feels an awful lot like 
That's a disaster poo. Wet water poo. Yeah. And so I had to run home, and I was quite literally running home with my hands pushing my anus cheeks together to try and get myself. And honestly, it was like I got onto the... T- I know they do it in like... American Pie, American Sorority, from like, hey, I spiked him with laxatives and now he's going to shit his pants and he gets there. Like, mm. it was literally yeah. like that. Like another, if if I'd have lived four houses that way, I would have shat myself on the drive. It was that close. Yeah. I, I always find it when, because I, 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 I have been diagnosed with IBS. I don't know whether yeah. I have it or not. So IBS, ADHD. That's the I, third I of the letters of the alphabet. Ca- like, I just collect letters at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, just need HIV now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for the offer. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no you thank say you. no, you say um, no. Yeah, but it, like in those situations, I'm always like, okay, do I do I run, yeah. which means a lot of like effort, mm-hmm. or do I walk slowly and really concentrate on clenching? Because it's hard to clench and run, yeah. right? Do you go for speed or control? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, tend yeah. to go for control because I'd be too worried about falling over. Because if you fall over, that's total loss. You're gonna you're gonna fall over and shit yourself at the same time. Yeah, you look like a really which is like that's like, a nightmare scenario. Yeah, like a muddy water fountain. Just, yeah. Somebody opening their their kids going. Someone's just fly tipped a chocolate fondue fountain. Oh no, it's that boy from the street shitting into the air. Yeah. Put your marshmallows away, David. It's not what you think it is. Oh. Um, no, no. Y- yes. Please stop bringing dead men talking content here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. Do the, not. That's... I, I like. I could imagine that's a video you've been sent, or you're gonna get sent that video. Oh yeah, like point, poo like, water fountain boy with, or something. Like somebody there with my no. Okay, no. <laughs> but but this is the thing though is I would ninety percent of the time I would go for control over speed too mm. because my top speed. Is nowhere near as good as my top control. Do you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my top speed is maybe eight miles an hour, mm. which isn't really worth losing all control over. However, it was you could crush a can of coke with them butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't catch it if it was rolling down a hill. <laughs> um, so here's here's the thing though: is sometimes you'll get a rumbling in your tum tum, and that will tell you. No, no, this isn't a control thing. This is a speed one. Like, like this isn't a collect all the crystals and do a perfect run. This is a speed run. Mm. You gotta, you, there's your ghost. You gotta beat it. You know, yeah. and it was just. Ugh. So those are the downsides to ADHD. Yeah, like there's loads of others as well. Like, what, what are the upsides? What are the positives? I'm not there yet. Oh really? Like, so it's kind of a. It's kind of. So it's a journey. Learning this out about yourself is a journey. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm quite uh, curious, I guess. That's quite quite common for ADHD is like you're interested in lots of things. Uh Uh-huh. Willing to try lots of things. Yeah. Um, Like, I can be a bit of an adrenaline junkie in some ways. Okay. So, like... I'll, I've done quite a lot of public speaking uh-huh. because that thrill, like yeah. I'm like, oh, gimme, 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 like because we and like we like 
change and we like stimulation. Oh, like, okay. That's what it, like ADHD brains like really buzz off. Um, so you'll get a lot of ADHD people in the entertainment business. Um, if, yeah, so Mulholland, who you've met uh, yeah. several times, has been diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. And I uh, like to oh, him... Oh, has he got his diagnosis now? Uh, I believe so. Is oh, it, oh is he self-diagnosed? He might be. I don't... So, I can't, can't remember. I'm going to tell you this. I have a bit of a problem with self-diagnosis. Mm. Uh, specifically when it comes to, like, autism and stuff like that. So there are things within the stand-up comedy community, it is now considered to be cool to have a neurodiverse thing. And mm. producers and TV people are like, oh, my God, neuro neurodiverse as well. Oh, yes, please, let's get them in, let's get them in. And so there are now people self-identifying as having things, or they will. what they'll do is they'll go, oh, I am definitely on the autism spectrum. And what they will mean by that is that they have one characteristic of autistic behavior some of the times that is mildly inconvenient on a scale out two out of 10. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I know people who've got autistic kids, I've worked with autistic kids myself, and how parents of autistic children do not fucking lose their minds in, at these people in the green room is beyond me. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because, because again, having worked with people that genuinely have autism uh, and seeing what they have to put up with and deal with and stuff, and then seeing these people who sort of turn it on and off depending on who's around right. drives I me insane. Completely disagree with you. Yay, Pigoted Podcast. Like I, yeah, I was actually just sit, hit, sitting here wondering, like, oh, I'm like, like I'm quite proud of the fact that I'm I've gotten quite good control over not interrupting people. I don't interrupt people. It, like it's yeah. really, it really upsets me when when people interrupt me, and then it like started getting to the point like I should. Like, I need to make him shut the fuck up. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> right. Well, tell, tell me, maybe it's, again, I can only go off what I've seen and yeah. having... That's the, but that's one of the... So, to start with, like, with diagnosis and self-diagnosis, Yeah. it's so fucking hard to get diagnosed. Like, okay. the people who do get diagnosed are, like, and who get diagnosed early, it happens because, one, the people around them know that this disorder exists. Yeah. Two, like, their symptoms are bothering other people. Okay. That's how you get diagnosed, is because you piss other people off. Okay. If you're just sat there suffering and no one knows, or even if you're just sat there suffering and you ask for help, yeah, you, it's like, pff, whatever. It's not a problem off. if I can't hear it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, squeaky, yeah, yeah. squeaky hinge gets the grease, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a light that's been on in my car for... About four months. I've no idea what it does. The car runs. So <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I've no yeah. idea what the line does. But but that but that's exactly the attitude that people take to to people with neurodiverse yeah. things. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the car still runs. What's your fucking problem? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I I've the only reason why I've got diagnosed when I have is because I've had to pay to go private. Like right, and okay. actually looking back over my childhood. If my parents knew that ADHD was a thing, yeah. Oh my fucking god, how was this missed until yeah, I was yeah, yeah. thirty fucking three? Yeah, right. Um, when I approached my GP, yeah, like 
which took me five months to get around to doing. Yeah. Like, even to the point where I'd made an appointment to talk to him about ADHD. And then I was like, when he phoned me back, I was like, oh, I can't fucking remember. Oh. Which like, <laughs> is like, great. Yeah. When no. I first said to him, he was like, okay, well, what symptoms do you think you have? I was like, well, I started explaining them. And he's like, oh, everyone does that. Like, uh, okay. It doesn't fuck their lives up, though, does it? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So this is... And because we get trained by society to, like, look, this is how you behave, this is how you get ahead, and people with autism who are able to follow those rules blend right in, but they'll, they'll like, internally just be going through absolute fucking hell. And, like, a lot of stuff that I'm looking back on now, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of the ways I've trained myself to behave, Yeah, I'm like... I didn't, like, I wasn't doing that for me. I was doing Uh that to keep the people around me comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so from the outside, yeah. And, like, I've seen people online who, from the outside, part of my brain goes, oh, yeah, you're just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, do you know what? I I can't see inside your brain. I don't know what you're experiencing. And so to, it was really hard to get a diagnosis. Like, to get a diagnosis, so... My GP didn't take me seriously okay. um, until I, like, he was like, oh, well, you know, fill out this question. And I was like, boom, full marks. <laughs> <laughs> Typical academic. <laughs> right. Typical. You got a doctorate in ADHD. Well, that's the thing. I didn't actually get full marks, which is possibly why when I got told, like, you've got severe ADHD, I was like, oh, fuck, I thought it was borderline. But mm. anyway. You know the test But, but rolling it, right? back. Um, so, yeah, couldn't. My GP didn't believe me at first. Mm-hmm. Then when he was like, oh, okay, we'll put you on the waiting list. And he's like, this could take a matter of years. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, but I am at the end of my fucking tether with this thing. Yeah. So I had to go private. Yeah. For ADHD, it was just under £700. For Jesus. autism, you are looking at over a grand. What, and, to say you've got autism? Yeah, and the waiting list is similar. So yeah, there are a lot of people out there who have self-diagnosed. Guess but, fucking why. But, okay, now I'm, I get that. Sorry. I do that get that. Bit, sorry, I, I didn't mean so, to tell you off. I, no, no, it's fine. I'm terrified. Genuinely terrified. I'm really sorry. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine, but what I see sometimes is I see people that have a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing mm. in common with what is a huge fucking thing and they decide that that is enough to sit them on a spectrum. Okay, I mean, I don't know who you've met with or who you've spent time with, but also what you see is like is is a tiny portion of it, especially when you're talking about adults. Like, I am capable of blending in. Sure. Absolutely capable of it. I I can sit through long meetings. I can mm. go to all day conferences and sit still. Yeah. And be quiet and not interrupt people. Like I like it's called it's referred to as masking. Sure. Like I am able to hide a lot of my symptoms, which again might be why part of why I've got to 33 before. I, I guess as well though know. is so the, the way I look at it is it doesn't benefit you to say that I have ADHD or something like that. So no, there's no career benefit. Mm. So there's nobody who's like, I genuinely don't even know who hires people with doctorates. Like, like there's no, like, whoever it is, research, researcher, fucking recruiter that goes, mm. well, we need to have 
we need to have one with ADHD because they are really good at whatever. Like they're, they're really curious, so they are, yeah, we have to have one. Whereas with comedy, there is that. Mm. And so I see people almost looking and going, well, what am I like as a person? Which one of my traits best fits in? Mm. I'm going to blend in with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I can see where you're coming from. And like, and so, yeah, you are in an industry where, or because people without these kind of problems have been like getting further and like, so it's a bit like, you know, like I think we've talked a little bit about like, um, sometimes these days yeah. it can be a bit of a disadvantage to be a heterosexual white cisgendered male. Sure. Because... Um, it's, it's, but it's, I but mean, it's because like like we've already got seventy of the fuckers. Sure, like. and it's like we've we, we've kind of it's kind of been a huge advantage for like fifty years. Yeah. So maybe just take five years off. And yeah. I, yeah. It, it it just sucks that I happen to be in the five years of like, uh, but whatever. Yeah. I, and, I get and, it. And so people are trying to correct for that fact that. Well, the thing is as well so, is yeah, it's I a damn s- sight easier to fake. Do you know what I mean? It is a damn mm. sight easier to say. Oh no, I'm actually neurodiverse. I have some. No one's going to check you up on it. No one's going to. But you're also in an industry that disproportionately attracts people that do have ADHD. Oh yes, yeah, sure. I mean I'm talking so... more about autism than ADHD. Mm. I think uh, it's it's funny. I think my perception of it is even within the umbrella term of neurodiverse, there's like. Uh, a ranking system and like anyone with autism it's like that's the best one get you know, <laughs> what what have you got sorry you know because yeah. I think people fetishize it a little bit that's probably the right word to say Poss- possibly um yeah I think I also I ge- generally try to take the attitude of like I just, I'll try and take people at their word like un- yeah. unless they are proven to be a liar or proven yeah. to be making shit up. I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Like, because I don't see what harm it does to, like. Ooh. So. Okay. There's what? an award in comedy for, specifically for working class writers. Mm. And it was won two years ago by somebody that went to private school. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, I mean, that's different. Like, but like, but that's the level that people will go to in order to. How the fuck is that happening? Because uh, because nobody well, actually checked his history, um, and he just went, "Hello, I'm working class." Well, you have made yourself a little sexist error there. Oh, is it? Uh, I'm not Sorry. saying anything. My mom. Um, I, no one's saying anything because they're fucking terrified of it. Uh, <laughs> every comic right now is like, oh, yeah. and every uh, yeah. I'll tell you off camera. Th- th- there is more to being working class than than that. Uh, so I but... would I would say that that is an absolute. Um, I, I'd say I'd say that class is quite fluid, uh, mm. and I'd say that there are certain uh, things that are working class, and there's, there's certain things that make you middle class, mm. and they are completely immutable things. And one of those is going to private school. Mm. I I okay. think I think that the minute I think that that's such an advantage and such a level up that the minute that you go through that, I think that you transcend class, like genuinely. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that that. Just I think, it, yeah, it probably does give you a... It depends which private school you went to and how long you were there. Like, Oh, yeah, if you went to, like... <laughs> if, you, if you were there for 20 minutes and they showed well, no, you around. Like, I, I, I went to prep school. 
Oh, okay. But, um, I don't it, even know what that is. So, uh, preparatory. Okay. Cool. So, it's it's the same kind of what did, what thing. Did you do that with your mum? Like, hats were part of our uniform. Like wow. That. Yeah. It was great. Um, did I, you get told off for wearing the wrong hat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the day we're hat. This is 5pm. It's evening now. It was summer term and winter term hats. Summer like the term sum- and winter. The summer that makes hats. more sense than daytime and nighttime. Bit, <laughs> Especially because school is usually over before nighttime. <laughs> Why did I go with daytime and nighttime hat? What an idiot. Um, so what was your summer hat like then? A big floppy? It was, it was, no, it was, a, it was a straw boater hat. Okay. Like with a, with a ribbon round. And, then and the, the winter hat was like a domey sort of... Fuck off. Like a deer hunter? No, um, like grey felt hat. Oh, so like It was a, almost a bowler hat, basically, but a bit softer. Oh, with that a, sounds with quite... With a bow. That sounds quite cool. It. That sounds quite um, cool. Yeah. So I, I went to prep school until I was seven. Yeah. When I was seven, I was just like, get me the... F-. Like, obviously not with that. Like, I was like, I, need, <laughs> like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was very, very strict. Yeah. And I was a child with ADHD, it turns out. Yeah. So I did not do... Well, yeah, I didn't do well there. Um, you were like Matilda. <laughs> what? Like, so, In what like, like, so like, Matilda didn't like her school, did she? And she was magic. Um, and so she, you know, she yeah. needed to get out of there. I can, I can see that. I think also... <laughs> she was magic. Fucking hell. It's like getting a book report from a child. She <laughs> was magic. <laughs> she didn't like her school because she was magic. Um, <laughs> but you get what I mean in my roundabout way. Kind of. Like, it just, it just wasn't the right environment for me. Like, also, because as well as it being strict, um, one of my teachers was, like, big on humiliation as a learning tool. Oh! Which was, like... I've been there. Not... <laughs> um, like, like, we had... So, we, our desks were desks with, like, a lid. Yeah. And, like, you kept your, your stuff in yeah, your desk. Yeah, yeah. Mine was just fucking chaos. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'd tidy it. I'd, like, I'd tidy it regularly. And it just become and chaos And then just again. like... So, and, like, she'd make a big deal out of it. Like, she'd, like, say really loudly so the whole class could hear, like, you're like, Catherine, your desk is a disgrace. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. And... Do you know what I learned as uh, one of the things that I learned being a teacher? I, I worked in several schools. I worked in some really, 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 really good schools. Mm-hmm. And I worked in some really, 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 really fucking rough schools. And the thing is, is that everyone assumes that the best school is the school with the best grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the biggest fucking mistake. That's the biggest slip you can make. People go around and they go, well, my son or daughter needs to go to the best school with the best grades. And you go, cool, uh, your son or daughter has uh, very specialised uh, learning difficulty needs here. Uh, they are currently outside shouting at a cactus and mm. they are wearing a big foam hat. Um, and this is the place you want to send them. They're like, yes, it gets the best grades. It's like, yeah, but it's not the best at getting... It, it, it's the best at getting the best grades from the perfect, absolutely, um, when I say perfect, I mean perfect for an education environment. Yeah. Also, I, like, they're going to have that 
attrition as well because yeah. like i went to that private school and was just like no get me out get me out totally. get me out totally um, whereas if you if sometimes you can go to in fact really regularly you can go to schools that don't have the best uh academic grades but they have the best setup for getting whatever your kid needs mm. because if, if you take them to one of these fucking top top uladi dar schools they look at the special educational needs uh that your kids got and they've never had any fucking not had any training. They've, they've not had any experience well, thing, like these top schools they're not as, they're not as regulated as state schools oh yeah like, because well well yeah but i mean even the top state schools so if you're judged as outstanding uh on your ofsted basically what happens is every five years <laughs> ofsted sort of peeping and go hello uh is it still outstanding in here looks to be cool see you later guys whereas if you are uh requires improvement or uh inadequate they are on you every fucking minute of every day to make sure that this is the best of the best of the best. And even if you're in a school that's just rated good, the fear of dipping into that fucking Ofsted micromanagement is enough to make sure that staff are on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the a lot of the outstanding schools are not outstanding. They just haven't been reviewed properly in a decade. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot of the times they'll do a, they do a one day visit. Do you know what I mean? And they come in and they go, they're only human. They come in and they go, well, this is an outstanding school, so it says on my report. I'm assuming it will be an outstanding school. Yeah, like, to some extent as well, like, you can see the logic behind doing that. It's like, oh, those guys have got it nailed. They've got it covered. We don't need to spend our energy there. It's sure. these places that need support and need looking sure. at that that's where we're going to spend our well, energy. The thing is, is but. if you get these these top, you know, outstanding schools or whatever with all the best grades and stuff, and you have a kid that has special educational needs... Um, these schools might have never worked with a child that's got this specific profile. Mm. They, they'll they have done meetings about it, they'll have done safeguarding about it, but until you see one in the flesh, until you've worked with them, it's, it's all theoretical. Yeah. Whereas the schools that might not have the better grades, they go, oh, what have they got? Blah, 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 blah. Brilliant, we've got all of these provisions already in place this is mrs fucking doolally and she's the specific person that's in charge of this specific one specific thing all the procedures are already there so they might get slightly less a star to c's or whatever but they are so much more well equipped for your kid and the biggest mistake i always see is parents going my child is going to that school because that school has got the best grades and you go oh this is going to be a fucking disaster and invariably it is i was lucky in like when i got to high school like my parents had kind of clocked that i was a bit odd yeah (laughs) like they didn't know what in what way yeah um so where i lived we had a choice of two, like two local high schools. Yeah. And one of them was like, that gets the really good grades. Uh-huh. And the other one was like, yeah, the grades aren't as good, but their sports um, teams are better. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they do more drama and stuff like yeah, that. There was a yeah. better variety. Yeah. And so mum and dad were like, yeah, go to the, go to that one. Yeah. Go, yeah. go to the, <laughs> go to the yeah. hyperactive one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I, and it worked out well because, like, I did decent in my GCSEs. Yeah. Um, I did separate science, art, and drama. Um, 
and I was on the athletics team as well. Yeah. Like, so, like, got involved in all the different things and, like, on a couple of sports teams and, yeah. you know, swinging out of trees and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, she's definitely got something, but we'll, you know, <laughs> I, can see, I can see the warning light that's come up, but she still seems to be running as a human, so we'll just leave her be for another yeah, two decades. Basically. But the other thing is, so, um, I think... A lot of ADHD, a lot of the time ADHD is seen as like not very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When actually when you look into like the the life stories of some people with ADHD, uh, like even at the population level, like if you follow groups of people with ADHD, which yeah. is causing a mad mentally like good fucking luck because <laughs> they're not going to stay together and they're going to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, Coming soon on Channel 4, our new TV show, Herding Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but, um, so, high-end estimates is that um, ADHD is prevalent in about 7% of the population. But it is, ge- it's generally agreed that it's underdiagnosed. In the prison population, it's 25%. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's estimated to be about 25%. Because one of the things is it's all about self-regulation. Uh-huh. And, like, trying to control impulsivity and trying to cope with your emotions. Yeah. And when when you've got a deficit in both of those arenas, you're going to get yourself into <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it over-represented, over-represented in the prison population. Yeah. Um, people with ADHD on average live 13 years less than people without ADHD. Wow. Um, That's not great. We're going to have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this one. Um, Are we? Because uh, suicide's pretty common in people with ADHD. Really? As is self-harm. Which wow. when I found that out, I was like, oh. <laughs> I see. <laughs> fuck. Like, it's not... Not everyone who self-harms had ADHD. Not yeah. everyone with ADHD will self-harm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like, there's a correlation there. Yeah. Because, um, like, and there's high prevalence of obesity among ADHD. So is that uh, impulsivity thing then? Yeah. As in, like, yeah, if I feel like this, then this is what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to do it, and uh, it's done. Can't, like... For for which for which thing all for, of those things all of them. so yeah like, it's I'm just gonna do this yeah it's like that sh- that sh- very short term thinking oh. also because especially if it goes undiagnosed like you get loads of other problems like that fall in because you know the whole world's telling you you're behaving wrong and you don't fit in so yeah. you develop social anxiety or depression or generalized anxiety or all of them at once the gateway. The gateway to other issues. Yeah, basically. If it's not caught soon, people can go really off the rails. And it's interesting that you mentioned about it not being caught soon because there is a thing, isn't there, about um, uh, ADHD and autism and things like that going massively undiagnosed in girls rather than boys. Yeah, because it tends to present differently. So uh, okay. boys with ADHD tend to make it other people's problem, right? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. ones that are like like physically bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Well, I've, whereas I've, girls are just like I've taught I've taught kids with AD, like boys especially with ADHD before, and it is like dear God, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> please please there is the pen, there is the paper, 
just go. And they're like, got you. And then you turn around and you look and they're like at the other side of the room. And you're like, what, what, what did we just say? What? Come on now. Come on now. They're like, no, seriously, I got it this time. I got it this time. And then you look, they're out the window. You're like, no. Ah. It's really frustrating because like people with ADHD, like often like they're quite smart. Yeah. But, but they're just incapable or like there's just all these like invisible barriers they just they don't achieve and like so there's that disconnect between like i know i'm one of the smartest people in this class and yet my grades are always shit what the fuck is going on here yeah and then like a bit of negative self-talk of like what the fuck's wrong with me like i like i can't do this or like why like what am i doing wrong what like i'm i'm broken i'm broken i'm broken like that kind of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. internal monologue yeah. kind of thing um so girls are like better at just sort of is it even that they're better at masking it or is it just that like they don't make it anyone else's problem I, so when i say make it somebody else's problem yeah. i don't mean like they go like it's not a conscious thing <laughs> yeah. like i just mean sort of the way the yeah, symptoms yeah, 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 yeah. present i get it annoy other people yeah and they go oh um, we've got to do something about that loud hum yeah <laughs> that's our son yeah. <laughs> yeah why can't you be more like our daughter just staring out the window like yeah. sylvia plath in her last days basically like yeah. it just presents differently like yeah. girls are written off as like either chatty like overly sociable yeah. which is something that we expect yeah 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 i was just about to or say they're like, daydreamers and like which again is something we kind of expect totally from, from Females so, as well, so yeah, like you, so that really plays into because you can put them into that stereotype, can't you? And you can go, oh well, this is um, my daughter who is very quiet and feminine like that, yeah, and then that's that, yeah. I see, yeah, oh, bit of a fucker, so, isn't it? Yeah, and like it, it's quite, it's really sad that that people think it's like it, it's just being a bit fidgety, yeah, yeah or yeah. like oh, you just you just need to try harder. It's like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> oh. like I've got music going on in the, like, I know everyone's got like a tune in their head all the time. Like, it's like trying to have a normal conversation in the middle of a fucking circus. It's like, really? kind of like, wow. You know? Cool. Um, so we're chatting now, and then around my head, there's like a little bird <laughs> on a tiny bicycle. Like, not literally, but like, it's, it's that level of like, I, other stuff like and it's like being in a crowded restaurant or something like that and having all that external stimuli yeah and okay. not being able to ignore it i see like that's one of the big things like something that that all like always gets me is like i'll be sat talking to somebody and there's like a really annoying noise going on in the corner yeah and i'll i'll go to the person like can you not hear that and they go oh yeah yeah, that's annoying. Anyway, blah, blah. whereas I'm just like fucking it. Like no, it it what it needs to fucking die. Ah, right. That so noise needs to stop. Why the fuck is that noise happening? You can't like, just I tune can't it out. Tune it out. I like, see. So like everything that's there is like there. Ba-dum, da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. Like yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And like I don't know how common this is as an ADHD thing in general, but I know personally, um, noise can like somebody else make a noise like even just like eating an apple or all that asmr yeah so those kind kind of noises i cannot handle them i love them i can't stand them like i will have a 
sometimes I've had physical stress responses to somebody else making noise. Like my heart will start racing, really? I'll start sweating. I um What noises? Chewing noises really do it. Um, like that will really set me off. Okay. There was. Um, That's why me and you get on so well because I don't chew. I just <laughs> swallow like a duck. <laughs> um, yeah, mouth sounds like I'm always quite paranoid when when I'm here about like how wet or dry my mouth is because okay. I can't stand that fucking crackly mouth. I've never sound. thought about that in my life. Um, I can't. I can't cope with it. Um, there was once I was in a cafe. Because <laughs> food. I, well, I was avoiding being in my flat because one of my flatmates was incredibly noisy. Yeah, and the walls of the flat were really thin. And no matter how many times I told him, like, please end your phone calls before eleven p.m. because otherwise I can't fucking sleep. Yeah, didn't give a shit. There was once he was like sat binge watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he not once did he skip the intro. Wow. So like every twenty minutes, so it was. Just heard. Mm, t- mm, t- oh, fuck. Go on, go on, like, go on, do it again. Mm, t- t- mm, mm. That's the, that's what the sounds the, the intro sounds like, isn't it? Doom, t- doom, ba-doom, ba-doom, doom. Well, yeah, that okay. Boom, Whatever. Now this is the story all about. Imagine if that was it. Yeah. It's like it's Vic Reeves doing that. I don't know why that makes it so silly. But yeah, it's like, so it got to the point where I, I hated him. I hate, like, hated him. I used to get yeah. migraines walking home because wow. of the, the the stress of knowing I was going to be back in that room. So anyway, so I was in a cafe avoiding going home. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a couple on the next table eating um, eating a, a crepe, a pancake with a spoon. <laughs> so like the spoon hitting the plate and pushing through and scraping yeah, and like going that. in their mouth and the chatting. And I, I, I started having a panic attack. Did you? I had to. Thankfully, you paid at the beginning before you sat down because yeah. I just stood up, like just rushed out of there, yeah. ended up um, running down the street and then down into an alley and was just doubled over crying. Wow. Because the, a guy sat next to you was hitting a plate with a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of like, I couldn't tune it out and I couldn't keep control of my emotions in that situation yeah and it was just like i i can't i can't cope with this anymore fucking hell it's like yeah mm, so. i have never had that mm. no i it's it's the thing is is it is it's as impossible for me to relate or resonate with that as it probably is for you to relate or resonate with me just being like oh he's eating that crepe like a dick and then just oh, stopping. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, I, I just can't ever imagine having that level of adverse yeah. reaction to something. Add into that that you sat there also going, this is a ridiculous response to this situation. Why are you overreacting like this? What is wrong with you? Fucking deal with it. Why are you yeah. so insane? What the fuck is wrong with Stop listening to, stop listening to, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what? <laughs> and what? then it, like, but on the plus side, if the BBC hear about this, I might get a panel show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's the thing. If it, I appear to taste salty. Uh. <laughs> the thing is, if it was the 90s, the show would probably be me sitting in a room with things that annoy me and a hammer. And like yeah. seeing how, like I get, the longer I go without hitting it with the hammer, the more money I get sort of thing. Like, yeah. Sounds yeah, like yeah, rounding yeah. bonsai almost. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember, sorry, it's just made me think of, do you remember the moment of truth? With Scylla Black. No. Oh my god, it was my it was honestly my favourite of the nineteen nineties to early two thousands psychological torture in the form of a game show okay. thing. So it was Scylla Black and what she'd do is she'd go around to people's houses as Scylla Black did and she was like, And I love you know. And <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's what she did. No, she didn't. No. That was a mank accent if I've ever heard one. Yeah, no. That was hey, mank. Hell here, lads. Oh, my forehorn God. Listen there, kid. This is your forehorn moments of truth. All right there, kid. That's what that she did. That is the worst accent I've heard, heard in some while. I, do you know what? I think I've remembered what the what the TV program is, but carry what? on. So, so uh, it's called Moment of Truth, right? Mm. And Silver Black had come around someone's house. And she'd be like, okay, kids, I'm going to set your dad a challenge. Your dad has to successfully spin 40 plates for 60 seconds. I remember this. It was great. And then they'd have outside, they'd have like a guy who worked in the circus or whatever. He was like, look, mate, you put it on, you do... Good luck. You got a week, right? Mm -hmm. And then what they did was they'd let the kids and the wife pick out all of the stuff that they wanted. Yeah, so yeah. the kid was like, I'm going to get a new bike. And so that was like, oh, maybe if your dad loves you enough. And the dad's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to spin plates. Well, literally and metaphorically, because he's still got to fucking work his job. And he's yeah. there in the garden till 11 o'clock at night with a little head torch on, trying to spin a fucking plate or whatever. And then the moment of truth would come. They'd be in the studio and she'd be like, how you, how you been getting on this week? And you see a shatter beaten man (laughs) (laughs) and they've gone well you've just about got here's by the way before we start here are all the prizes that your family Mm -hmm. won you know what what is it that you do again you're a roofer you could never afford to give your family all these nice things could you John and then it's like you know and the big fucking cooker set bikes for the kids they literally let the kids go up and fucking sniff the bike oh daddy I've always wanted this bike don't let me down and then they go ha ha 60 seconds live on television how much do you love your family John this is your moment of truth and then they have to spin them all for 60 seconds and if one of them dropped then you could just see the family silently resent him for the rest of their fucking lives and that was on national television every week (laughs) And looking back on it, it was a bit harsh, but at the time, <laughs> fuck me, it was compelling. Yeah, oh, it was great. It was great. The, the only one I can remember was it was somebody had to name all the service stations on the M6 going from north to south. I could do that, I literally. Well, yeah, you've driven it. Enough. I think it was that. Yeah. I, I remember- What's your favourite M6 service station? Do you have one? Uh, so everyone says T-Bay as a uh, as a port of uh, yeah. call. Um, I can see what like it's got it's got its attractions, it's got its charms. Yeah. but it's not that's not what you go to a service station for. No, exactly, and it's also about seven quid for a fucking lamb and mince pie that's the size of me fucking you know. I was going to say dick then. 
<laughs> and leave the viewers to, yeah. to decide whether that's a bargain or a rip. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but also, so I'm pretty sure that's not how they measure pies. Because <laughs> no, dates are quite variable, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the best one, uh, and this is not up for debate, is sand batch. My sister would agree with you. Uh, because it has a 24-hour McDonald's. Ah, okay, yeah. Sand batch is one of my sister's favourites. Mine is kale. Keel's nice. But I went to Keel University, so I've got a lot of emotional emotional attachments to... Keel's nice, however, it shuts at 10. As Mm. in, uh, well, when I say it shuts at 10, it doesn't shut at 10. What I mean is that all of the shops there, pretty much every shop, apart from like the mankiest... stays open. The mankiest WH Smith you've ever seen in your (laughs) fucking life. Uh, Whereas Sandbach... I think it's been refurbished, Keel services. It's like, it's so much nicer than when I was at Keel Uni. Oh, if I'm going down... On the way there, mm. I'm doing kale. I'm doing kale. Do you know what's kale, quite nice? You, well, I don't, they might have closed this off now. There's a sneaky little back passage <laughs> out of kale services on, on yeah. the southbound side. Okay. And um, if you go, it's in the truck area, and like up a little thing, and then you're on a on a country road, and you can get to Keele University down that road. Oh, lovely. And it saves you loads of time. It's loads of time. It just means you don't have to take one of the yeah. junctions it also means that if you're at keel and in the middle of the night you want a latte if your friend who drives yeah. <laughs> like um also wants one you can go on a little road trip if oh. you're an absolute fucking psychopath and it's three in the morning and you desperately want a latte no one's walking it They're oh walk yeah it. oh my it's lord it's just about walkable but the, the only issue with it is it's down wiggly windy Dark don't, country roads with no lighting, and yes, I've this. done that walk a you'll lot. You'll get you'll get tourists. You, you know, like in like beaches, like they have the little the the turtles that hatch and make their way to the sea. Oh yeah, this will be like <laughs> British version of that. Oh my god, it's the Keele University Midnight Starbucks walk. <laughs> see a lot of pissed, tired students. To be fair, I never saw anybody else do that. Walk. That one's in a hedge. Let's come on, let's help it. <laughs> go on, little guy. Go on, you get your mochaccino. There you go, there you go. I also quite like Annandale Water, which is the last decent... Uh, oh, is that the last good one on the toll road? No, that's the last... No, that's Oxford, isn't That's it? the last good one uh, be, in, before Glasgow, Edinburgh. So um, you get off at Annandale Water and you're either going straight for straight ahead and you're going straight to Glasgow or you're turning fucking right at some point and you're going to Edinburgh. But that's the yeah. last truly decent one before that. I don't there. think I've been to that one. I, I it's nice. To... It's, on, it's, it's, it's one of those that you have to go off and then down a little roundabout oh, and then yeah, down the yeah. side and then it's like, oh, this is quite big and it's in its own little space. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. I think, so one of, one of my favourite ones that I've visited in the last kind of 10, well, one of my favourite ones is um, uh, Watford Gap. Oh, I hate Watford Gap. Oh, oh, okay. It's not very good, but <laughs> it is the old, it's the first service station in the UK, Watford Gap. Really? Yeah, it's the oldest. They've not done it up since. No, possibly not. You, but I, I had to go there because it's, like, it's the oldest service station in the UK. Ah. You know what drives me mad about Watford Gap is that it's a long trip to Watford. Yeah, it's nowhere near Watford. It's a big gap. It's, it's a, a big, big fucking gap. It's, it's near the village of Watford. Nowhere near Watford, like just inside the... Watford Village Gap. <laughs> yeah, basically. Give me this shit. Right, that's the end of the show. Tell oh, us what your okay. service... Tell yeah, us tell what us, you've... what's your favourite service station and why? <laughs> <laughs> T-Bay is a hack choice. Gloucester is a hack choice. Mm. 
Uh, Weatherby is a hack choice as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not having any of those three. Fair uh, enough. And a lot yeah. of people all tell me T bears because that, yeah, because that's not that's not a proper service day. Like, no, it's a farm it's, shop on the M6. That's yes, what it fucking yeah. is. Yeah, it's got to be exciting with a hint of despair or. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because the, the, there is, like, especially if you're there in the middle of the night, right? Like, there's something desperate about those places. Yeah. Like, it's like lonely people or people who desperately needed a shit and had no other option or yeah. like people who needed coffee. Or that like, one, that one gambler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's pushing the money in. It's been barred from every casino in town except for the one on the M6. Yeah, and like, it's like, mate, just, just get back in your lorry and yeah. drive. There's nothing here for you, They're my great. friend. I fucking love them. They're brilliant. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have you got anything that you want to plug, Doctor Catford? Um, yeah, I just want to plug uh, the good work from the wonderful people at Skeptics in the Pub online, of which I am one. Um, <laughs> I want to plug the good work of me. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's like and a lot of other people who would like work a lot harder than I do, um, and Merseyside Skeptic Society as well. So yeah, check those things out. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying it, please become a Patreon. Patreons get one extra episode every single week, and they help to keep the uh, show running because they help with the costs of things. Uh, this show doesn't break even, so Patreons are uh, We're really, in debt. Please really help. fucking encouraged for the love of God, please. And you get early access and a ton of other great features as well. We will see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.